never wanted to be known as Karen with cancer, but the reality is, that's who I am. My cancer has made me a better version of myself, and for that, I'm grateful. These Cancer Conversations with Karen are going to be mini episodes that will provide you with what worked well for me. Simple suggestions that brought hope, resources, and connections throughout my cancer journey. If you're listening for the first time, hello again. My name is Karen Sullivan. I'm the founder of Pretty Wellness, a two-time breast cancer survivor thriving with stage four disease, and the author of the book that shares the name of this podcast, Happiness Through Hardship. Today's chat, I will share my thoughts on what to say or what to do for a friend or extended family member that was just diagnosed with cancer. First off, let me just say, I'm really sorry. I'm sending out positive vibes into the world for your friend or your family member because I know it is so scary to get that initial diagnosis. The C word is really tough to hear. We fear it. And the reality is, it is scary. But as I've often said, at least for me and my husband, hearing that I had cancer was devastating, but we were not devastated. I get questions all the time from people about what they should do or what they should say or what they should give to a friend that was just diagnosed with cancer. In fact, the most popular post on prettywellness.com gets thousands of visitors a day to this one post with a list of gifts and gestures for that friend in need, whether they've had surgery, whether they're going through cancer, or just have had something really cruddy happen in their life. So I figured that I wanted to share some of those here and talk through my thoughts in hopes that I can help you help your friend or family member through this really rough time. So let me just also say, I get it. I get, I get it that you get this call. You're not expecting it. It oftentimes comes out of left field that your friend has been diagnosed with cancer. And immediately you're, struck, you're stuck in your tracks. You don't know what to do. Do you call? If you call, what do you say? Or you opt not to call because, one, you're not sure you should know. Or you don't know you, what you would say because, hey, you've never been in their shoes before. Or you figure your friend must be so swamped with all these different appointments that you don't even want to bother her. And then you start to think about, well, how can I help a friend that's just been diagnosed with cancer? These awful situations, they lead to really hard conversations. And not knowing what to expect or say often leaves us all speechless. And this is really uncomfortable, especially when it's on the phone. Let me say, all that being said, from my experience, I really, really appreciated the simple gestures that were made by friends nearby, but also far away when I was diagnosed and re-diagnosed with cancer. Those that reached out without expecting me to return a call or email always made me smile. I love when somebody would pick up the phone, leave me a voicemail, and the first thing they would say is like, hi, it's so-and-so. You don't have to call me back. I just want you to know I'm thinking of you. And then whatever, they rambled on with whatever it is that they know I might like to hear. But that to me made me smile, and that made me feel like I was loved. Now, the other area that I will talk a bit about is proactive ideas. When people came to me with ideas of what to do when I didn't have to ask, those are really appreciated. And those that were there that just showed up, 
whether it was by phone or now with all the video technology or the ones that could actually be with me at that time, that really helped a lot. The bottom line with all this is I'll tell people is know your audience. Think about how does this friend like to communicate? If your friend doesn't like to talk on the phone, well, then maybe leaving voice messages isn't their thing, but texts might be. What makes your friend smile? Spending a few extra minutes to send a thoughtful package could really, like literally make a stressed out, tired, anxious friend, like burst out in laughter. When a girlfriend of mine from home was diagnosed with breast cancer, I knew that she was taken well care of. I knew that her family was taken well care of because she has such a close support system. However, I really wanted to make her laugh and her kids were at a young age. And so I put together all these like, at the time, DVDs that were from Disney DVDs for her kids and coloring books and things that were, that I knew would make them smile and keep them busy. And then I sent that in the mail to them. And I remember getting a call from her, though I didn't need the call, letting me know how that had made her day. And it was just something so simple as some videos and some coloring books. Now, on the flip side, I will say that there are people that are private that do not want people to be reaching out as much. So just again, know your audience, know your friend. If your friend is somebody who is more private, then perhaps it is if you know, reaching out to the, to your friend and letting them know, you know, and letting them know you're there and letting them know that you will follow up in a week with some ideas of on how that you can help. And with that being said, definitely follow up in a week with some ideas and let the person know that they can pick, take you up on those ideas or not. So gifts, we all, uh, You know, we like, I think getting gifts are great, but giving gifts also can make us feel good. And I do get a lot of questions. And like I mentioned, that post on prettywellness.com gets thousands of hits every day about gifts. And so there's a few, we'll call them categories of gifts that when people call me and say, Karen, you know, a friend of mine just got diagnosed. What do you think they can give? So first and foremost, uh, my favorite gift to give. Uh, If you've ever sat in one of my, speaking sessions. I do a lot of corporate speaking engagements. I have this slide where I have two pictures. I didn't even intend to have these pictures next to each other, but they're me wearing high socks because I think it is a wonderfully practical and funny gift to give somebody. I love the Wonder Woman high socks and I can leave a a link in the show notes so that you can choose to buy them if you'd like. But when you're in a hospital, it's oftentimes cold or when you're going from treatment to treatment, It's nice to have something warm like socks and they can be silly. They're Wonder Woman. I also have a big green pair of uh, four-leaf clover ones that I love to wear. So they're not expensive and it's a nice practical yet funny gift. Uh, The other practical gift that I tell people all the time are gift cards. However, uh, the little caveat here is how can you make a gift card thoughtful? And So I will say to people is to create a list with it. Now, the reason I love gift cards is because let's face it, most people are not going to ask you for money when you say what you need. But when it comes to cancer, there's a cost to it. Even if you've lucky enough to have the greatest insurance, you still have co-pays, you still have to park, you still have to eat. There's often supplies that you need to get. And so it does cost. Now, there are many 
many people that aren't as lucky to have great insurance. And there are resources for that. And I will, in another one of these Karen's Cancer Conversations, talk about that. Uh, but since I bring it up here, Cancer Care org is an amazing organization that helps with all sorts of resources, including some information on finances. So with that being said, money slash gift cards, I think is a great send somebody a card, throw a gift card in there. However, the way I make it thoughtful is I usually do like a top five list. So if you wanted to give them a, an Amazon card, you could say, I'm thinking of you. I give you this car, this card in the hopes of you finding fun in my favorite books. And then you give them a list of your fa- your top 5 favorite books. Now, on that note, I will say I think books obviously are another practical resource, which is why this podcast is called Happiness Through Hardship, which is why I wrote the book. The book Happiness Through Hardship is about an hour and a half read. So when somebody is first diagnosed, they probably don't want to read a lot. And so the book really is a few of my stories, a few suggestions, and tips for both the patient and caregivers of how to handle the first few weeks to the first few months. Now, because it's only an hour read, the second half of the book is fully a journal and note-taking guide. I found it helpful to have a journal with me through all my appointments, that is another practical gift that you give someone if you choose not to buy the Happiness Through Hardship book. However, the book does have a journal and you can take it to all your appointments because you'll often have a lot of questions. And in the book, there's a lot of different resources that might be helpful that you can ask your doctors about. So again, it's used as a reference. Now on to services. What can, how can you help your friend out with services? Setting up a meal train. If you go to mealtrain.com, a lot of people use this. I'm a picky eater. And so what's nice about that is you can put all the guidelines there. I will also say that I like when I've seen people use meal trains or mealtrain.com is they oftentimes will put in requests for places, restaurants that they could pick up from that are local love supporting local businesses. Or Uber Eats will support a local business too. And that way the family can get food delivered, delivery, you don't have to clean up as much. That could be a great way to provide food and meals for when your friend was just diagnosed and really busy. Now, another area that's overlooked as a service is cleaning services. I mean, who wants to clean their house? Now, I'll tell you, if you are a really thoughtful and nice friend and you want to come in and do the cleaning, that is an awesome, awesome idea. There is a resource called cleaningforareason.org and specifically for breast cancer patients. Reach out to them. You could be the friend that checks it out and orders a few different cleaning services for free for them or finding a cleaning service that you can hire because that could be really helpful. Now, I talked about Food Above with the food train. I also think there's some delivery services that you could send to a friend. I love Misfits Market that you can have produce delivered. There's also Daily Harvest. I have a subscription to them, and that is frozen smoothies, frozen harvest bowls. They've got flatbreads. Easy when you put something in the freezer, and then you can pop it in a microwave or saute it to make a nice dinner meal, or obviously throw it in a a blender if you are interested in a smoothie. 
Now, proactively offering to help. When I was mentioning earlier about, are you that friend that wants to clean your friend's house? You know, not everybody is, I get it. Uh, There are all sorts of ways that you can help a friend in need. I think it's so easy for us to say to a friend, whatever you need, whatever you need, I'm there for you. And you mean it. Uh, The problem is, is that the cancer patient is so overwhelmed and so tired, they really just don't know what they need. So here are a few ideas that I have. Ask your friend, especially if you're somebody who lives far away, if they need anyone to research treatments, uh, side effects of medicines, success stories of their types of cancer, foods to eat or not eat while in treatment, local services, like I mentioned, the cleaning for a reason. There are all sorts of things you can do just from your computer from afar that could be really helpful. Offering a specific day where you can help your friend out. Maybe your friend has a dog that needs to be walked. So you say that Mondays you're going to come or Mondays and Wednesdays you're going to come and walk the dog. Maybe your friend has kids and how can you help out your friend that has kids? I will tell you one of my best friends, Susan, she came to my house. She brought a very small like collection of pots and soil and seeds and she had her kids and mine just do some planting in our own little pots so then we had some herbs that we could eat later on and it was really fun because my son was six at the time and he loved playing and because we were at my house in my backyard I actually got to participate while I didn't really do anything so I am incredibly grateful and I will always remember that It was creating a memory and, you know, again, it made it easy on me. Now, on that note, if you like planting or doing the lawn, you could offer to do that for a friend. And then, of course, you can offer to go to appointments or schedule the carpool train so that you can help your friend drop them off at appointments or take kids to lessons that they might have. Now, all this list could go on and on and on. I think the key is here, and I will say it over and over again is know your audience, know what they need, know their situation. I know that living the last um, few months with social distancing has been really hard on many that have been very strict about just being with their own family. And that's where some of these virtual ideas could come in, where you can be really supportive from afar. My mom, my sister, they've never lived near me since my cancer diagnosis, but they've been very involved in my, in my experiences because they've been able to do things from afar. Now, the other area I get a lot of questions on that I wanted to bring up is what to say to a cancer patient. And I will tell you, just say something. So many people ignore cancer patients when they're diagnosed because they just don't know what to say. But honestly, that almost makes them feel worse. Sometimes just calling and saying, hello, I heard the news. We totally don't have to talk about it, but I want you to know I'm here and I'm going to keep calling you to check in with you. It's as simple as that. You can say, we'll get through this together. Obviously, you've got to mean it. You are not facing cancer alone. And again, depending on how they feel, 
because most people going through cancer treatments may go through chemotherapy and they will have a compromised immunity. And so a lot of times I stayed with my first cancer diagnosis, I stayed in a lot because that's what made me comfortable. But I would have people come over and visit and that was nice, or I connected with them virtually. So being together nowadays, there's so many ways to do it, whether you are there holding their hand or giving them a hug. So again, just saying, I am here for you, but following through. Now, again, if this is your language, this sucks. I love you. I'm going to help by, and then insert how you're going to help. You know, for the people, um, your friends that like to be pumped up, that like to hear success stories, it might be, you are strong. You can do this. I'm going to share with you some stories I know of people who've walked in similar shoes and are going to do just what you're doing. Something that really inspired me were the wise words from Coach Jim Valvano uh, from the Jimmy V Foundation for Cancer Research was um, named after him. He said in the first ever ESPY's speech, don't give up, don't ever give up. And the days after I was diagnosed with stage four, those were the words that rang in my head. And I had somebody say to me, don't give up. Don't ever give up, Karen. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. And that stayed with me. And I am now six and a half years post that stage four diagnosis, and I am still thriving. So whoever it is, whoever your friend is, please tell them that there is so much hope. Now, I will tell you, sometimes you just need to be that friend that listens. You can say to your friend, I am here for you. I am here for you to vent to. I may not know what you're going through, but I am going to be a good listener and I am here to listen. And remember, when you are listening, ask the questions, do you want me to help with this? Or do you want me to just listen? Because as we know in life, sometimes we just, we don't have to have the answers. We just want to be there for the person. And on that note, Sometimes we say the wrong thing and that's okay because there is no guidebook for your exact cancer or your friend's exact cancer. Everybody's cancer is different. And I constantly remind people that. And I constantly remind myself because you will hear stories, the great ones and also the not so great ones. But remember, your case is different and there's so much hope. I am such a firm believer in what the medical community is doing right now. And as I'm a board member of the Cancer Couch Foundation, where we donate funds for metastatic breast cancer research, I am learning so much about the research that is out there and it is moving at a fast pace. So I am a true believer in the medical community. I am also, as you know, if you know me from Pretty Wellness, I am a big believer in a healthy lifestyle and how taking small steps can really help get you there. And so with both of these, I have hope. I want you to share, whether it's yourself or your friend who was just diagnosed, that there is so much hope. Now, I hope you've enjoyed these cancer conversations with Karen. If you have questions or comments that you want to add to the conversation, please direct message us at Pretty Wellness on Instagram. I'm on there daily. I'm sharing a little bit of inspiration and some healthy lifestyle tips. 
If you're looking for immediate resources, though, definitely check out the book, which, as I mentioned, includes the journal and note-taking pages. I also have tons of resources in the book. Or on prettywellness.com, I had mentioned, um, there's a lot of posts there about cancer resources, and there's a page in the resources section designated for cancer resources. And obviously, those are easy access. So thank you for joining today. Please remember to subscribe and rate the Happiness Through Hardship podcast. Tune in every Wednesday for new episodes. These are inspirational stories about all sorts of different motivational people that have been through hardship, not just cancer, all sorts of hardship, and giving their tips and tales on how to put one foot in front of the other. And then, of course, these mini episodes on Friday for those wanting more cancer inspiration. I am sending you lots of happiness and great health. Bye for now.